talk about serendipity, I met Jen Olson, our guest for this episode, while coordinating American Sign Language Interpreting Services for conference. Now, she was working with another agency and I had a group, but we happened to meet because we knew some of the same people. It was a brief but impactful connection. And so on this episode, you'll hear a little bit about that connection and what happened after that. Plus, we talk about structuring travel or not structuring travel. How do you travel with someone whose travel approach is exactly opposite your own? Jen Olson is a fun, curious people person who is passionate about freedom through entrepreneurship. I would say her middle name is Joie de Vivre. She loves laughter, loves people, and loves life. In a nutshell, Jen Olson gives you joy. This is Antonio Goodwin, your host, and you're listening to Freedom Now Travel Express Yourself. And here we share inspiring stories about freedom and passion expressed and experienced through travel. Get ready for takeoff. Buckle up. Here we go. Jen, it's so great to be able to sit and talk with you and take a trip down memory lane as we talk about the travels that both you and I have had together and really some other travels that you've shared with me, some adventures. And I'm sure there's some other things up your sleeve that I don't yet know. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about you expressing freedom and passion through travel and what's up in your life. So first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. What would you like us to know? What I would love for you to know about me is I'm currently living in Washington, D.C. And, you know, I'm glad that we're having this podcast today because I am ready for a different location and to embark on adventure. So I'm a person who loves adventure. I love being with people and I love being outside. And I really, really want people to live a life that blows them away. All right, so I am here for people living a life that blows them away. I'm all about that. And did I hear you say you're interested in another place to live? Is is moving in the picture for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or is it a short future or, I don't know, shoulders being shrugged? <laughs> Solo Dios sabe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, I have desired to live by the beach and that goes into us having an adventure a summer or two ago in Mexico. And so I'm like, why not? Why not create that? Why not create living by the beach? So, you know, I'm exploring what it might look like to live by the beach in the States or in another country or, yeah. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of freedom there. I, I actually would love to explore that right now. What would it look like for you to create your life as one that lives by the beach? Yeah, so I'm actually, uh, you know, in talks with a realtor in Florida and I talked with a friend about potential property in Puerto Rico. So what it would look like for me and how I could create that is having a property where I'm able to generate income from it. So maybe having like a little casita in the back where I could live and I could rent out the front space or a duplex or something like that. So then I can, you know, have it be an investment that's generating income and kind of a long-term vision and allowing me to live where I want to live. I don't need something luxurious or grand to be able to really enjoy my life. So For me, simplicity is perfect. So I could buy something like that and live close to the beach and just enjoy 
the beauty. Like I talk about how much I love being by the water and why not create that? Yeah, we, we definitely know about your love and enjoyment for being by and in the water. That sounds awesome. I, I can see that. I can see it because I can see it as a place for me to visit as well. Having a friend who lives by the beach. I mean, maybe that's a little bit um, selfish, but we can create that life together. <laughs> you are welcome anytime, Antonio. Thank you for the invitation. What about Costa Rica? Is that somewhere in the mix? Costa Rica. Heard, yeah, I've only heard good things about Costa Rica. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is a beautiful country. I've been a couple of times. For some reason, it's not in the mix. I keep people saying, keep hearing people say how like prices have gone up. And I enjoyed the country. I mean, that's where my mom and, you know, all of her side of the family are from. And it was wonderful being there. And for some reason, that's not a place that sticks out. I don't know what it is. All right. Well, I love that you're creating a, an adventurous life where you get to experience it and express your, your sentiments of being by the water and enjoying that for yourself and others like me. <laughs> you mentioned about our adventure this past summer. Let's talk about that. Tell us a little bit about what, what, what happened. Yeah, so I'm actually thinking as you're talking about my love for the water and you enjoying it too, like, you know, going to visit and stuff. I think all of our, all of our adventures have included water. Every single one of them. I'm trying to think when we were in South Africa. Oh, well, Detroit, we had to. We, by Cape Town. Yeah, we went to Robin Island. Yeah, there's some water in that for sure. Yeah. And Victoria Falls too. Well, I'm and I'm saying thinking Cape Town first, but yeah, and Victoria Falls, absolutely for the safari. Well, I don't want let's we're jumping ahead. Let's get back to Puerto Vallarta. All right. How did you end up in Puerto Vallarta? And what was I doing there? Oh my gosh. Uh, nothing but having fun. I had, I'd met a couple of people who were either living in, someone was living in Puerto Rico, another person was living in Playa del Carmen at the time. And I thought, I don't have to wait until I'm like 50, oh no, 50, that's like 10 years. I don't have to wait until I'm 80. <laughs> I don't have to wait until I'm like super old to like accumulate all this money and buy this mansion by the beach. Like I can create that life now. So I just started looking for how I could create that. And a good friend of mine lives in Puerto Vallarta. And so I talked with her and said, hey, do you have space? Would I be able to come in and stay with you for a couple of months? So I asked her and the, it was available. The price was right. I was able to work things out on this end. And so I went for a couple of months and lived a five minute walk from the beach. And I don't know how you ended up there. I mean, I'm sure I invited you, but what did, I don't, do you remember? You have a great memory, I'm sure. I absolutely know. remember. It was <laughs> by invitation. I was not thinking about Puerto Vallarta. We're in the middle of a pandemic, a global pandemic at that. I was like, I'm fine. And all of a sudden I get an invitation. Hey, Antonio, I'm in Puerto Vallarta. You should come down and visit. I'm like, what? And similar to the very first time we traveled together, it was your idea. It was your, th those little tidbits, those drops actually that you say, hey, what do you think about? Oh, you should do this. So yeah, that's how I ended up in Puerto Vallarta, even thinking about it. And it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it was great. I stayed at the Casa Kimberly. And what a beautiful space. I was in the Richard Burton room and you and Addie actually got a chance to come and experience my private pool. <laughs> it was private for the moment. And then we had one of the guests who happened to be on the other side come and, and partake 
in what I was claiming as my pool. So yeah, tell us a little bit about your experience in Puerto Vallarta, living five minutes away from the beach and five, a five minute walk, by the way. What was that like? It was amazing. It felt like time stood still oftentimes. So I was still working virtually and, you know, on some of my breaks, I would just walk down to the beach, dip in or just sit there and listen to the waves. Uh, I remember times where I would just go for a walk and come back hours later after having like watched every light in the sky disappear into darkness as the sun was setting and the sunsets in Puerto Vallarta are magnificent. So I would just sit and stare and enjoy like hearing people around me and the beauty. It was amazing. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. How would you describe the energy of Puerto Vallarta as a city? I'm, I'm a big energy person when it comes to cities. And I noticed that when I land or when I engage a city, there's something about the feel of it that either is inviting for me or connect a connection, or there's something that doesn't interest me that much. What would you say would be Puerto Vallarta's energy? I would say that there's a warmth to the people and to the energy there. So, you know, they have a lot of people who are tourists that are there and they've created like such a, a warm environment. like. Yeah, everyone that I talked to was just delightful from my neighbors to, you know, shopkeepers and everyone in between, anyone who I could talk to. <laughs> like people were just really great. It was just really great talking with people. So I would I would describe it as just warm and inviting. How would you describe it? I think those are perfect words. Warmth was definitely present. It felt very open and inviting. I felt welcomed and a space that I would love to return to frequently. It's a great spot, two hours away from Houston, direct flight, um, being able to speak Spanish. One doesn't have to be able to speak Spanish and still be able to navigate the city easily. Uh, It's not too large, and yet there's an urban feel to it. And what's needed is is present. For instance, uh, the, the fact that people both live and play in the city, that they they they're not, spots where, oh, I'm only coming in to work this tourist area, but they, li- they literally live there. It's their home. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed getting a chance to experience people living their life, even while working. Did I just hear an invitation to go to Puerto Vallarta? Absolutely. You're more than welcome to come and join me in Casa Can- That is my place of choice for sure. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal spot. And then the hospitality was stellar. So fantastic. Anything else about Puerto Vallarta? Like what was that? What would you say for you is a, a point of return? Point of return? The reason why I want to go back? There's definitely no shortage of activities or things going on. It was easy to live there. I mean, it was only a couple of months, but it was easy to live there, to go around town. The food was amazing. I had a commitment to not partake of so much food. And then after the first week, I decided to change my commitment, which honestly allowed me to enjoy the food and what was around. Yeah, it was easy to live there. It was easy to get around. There was lots of stuff to do. I enjoyed like being able to be outside and go for a walk up to the Mirador and, you know, go to the beach. Like there was just, there was, yeah. Tell us about the Okay. Oh, no, go ahead and finish. So I was going to say one of my, uh, I went horseback riding twice, once with you and then once my, with my cousin and my friend. Mm-hmm. And I think that was absolutely delightful. Like it was so relaxing and beautiful and serene. And I, those were 
I think those two experiences horseback riding were a couple of my favorite for sure. I, I think so too. I would say one of the things that you know, that punctuated the experience for me was being able to, you know, do the horseback riding, uh, have hop into well, it wouldn't even be a hop, but have my horse jump into a full gallop and really experience <laughs> the power <laughs> of these animals. Um, there was some fear there, but we we were able to get get my, my horse under control, and it was fantastic jumping into the river with you without you being present. I know I would not have jumped into this river, this fast moving current, with my swimming trunks, my swim trunks almost coming down like that. That was a moment. <laughs> that current was going; it was on its way to somewhere, and it was great being able to sit in the water and have it uh, actually just flow over you. And enjoy being one with whatever the water is and whatever the nature is and whatever the wind is is doing. It was great. And then being with you, it was good. So that was a highlight, definitely, of my trip. And another highlight would be the sunsets. And only because of you. Like, you actually had me present to the sunsets at, at the beaches that I ended up spending time at because you were there. What was the first beach you, you took me to? We jumped in. It was kind of a hike. And we, we took the public transportation there and came back and actually had to wait in the middle of pitch black darkness for the next bus to come. And I think it was 10 o'clock at night. What was the name of that place? Your memory is impeccable. Was it something Los Animos? Los, or... Los Animos, that was another. Like that, every single activity really was a highlight because Los Animos, we we hyped that one. I mean, it was an all-day excursion and we we actually went along the, the shore and were able to take swimming breaks and, and these little coves that people weren't there. And we were able to, to enjoy solo beach sand and water. And that, that was a phenomenal experience at Los Animos. But the other one, the very first one we went to was just north. And, and I, you don't remember it. I don't remember the name. The I remember the area, but I don't remember the name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Puerto Vallarta is not short on places to go and hang out on the beach. That's for sure. We'll pause here for a brief message brought to you by The Interpreted Life, LLC, committed to creating a world where everyone thrives using life design and intentional living. Maybe you or someone you know is figuring out life's next moves while in the midst of a change that you want to make or that you have to make. We coach people through that process by helping them live better, fuller, more extraordinary lives through sustained moment-by-moment thriving. The Interpreted Life, creating a life you love and living that life with passion. For more information, go to www.theinterpretedlife.com. So yeah, let's talk about the very first time that we traveled. You really enjoy traveling. And you enjoy traveling spontaneously. I'd love to hear more about that because the way in which you and I travel together, our very first trip, it's amazing that it worked the way it worked because I'm a planner and I love planning experiences and thinking about the way it will go and at least having a breathable structure. How do you approach it? Completely opposite of you. What does that look like? So what I typically have, and not always, is, I mean, a ticket there, and then most of the time a ticket back. And... That's your structure. 
that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, I guess I do want to have a place to lay my head the first night and then like see how things go. I mean, I don't know if I'm that spontaneous, but in terms of like El Camino de Santiago, we were going to be, you know, on the move and it was so much unfolding that needed to happen in terms of like, okay, we're going from point A to point B, like how many miles, how long will that take us? And then this is where we're going to end up and we need a place here. And then the next place we're going to end up, I'm like, and so for me, it's like, well, what if we really enjoy something along the way and we don't want to go as far or we, you know, got somewhere, we got further along than we anticipated, like, let's just continue on. So I, I get that you like a breathable structure. And for me, it kind of takes <clears throat> my breath away, not in the way that I <laughs> normally. Wait, the breathable structure takes your breath away? The flexibility? It literally constricts my breath and my lungs. Yeah. So if somebody wants to plan something, I'm okay with going on with their plans. But for me, I remember you're like, yeah, well, why don't you look at a couple of places? And I was like stressing out, thinking about having to find a place and then you have to look at reviews, but I'll look at one review and be like, good enough. Like, I don't actually enjoy the process of planning and finding places. Like what I typically do is like, as I'm landing in a place, I'll ask people around me on the plane, like, Hey, what are some suggestions of things you think I should do? Or as I'm in the taxi going to my first hotel, it's like, what are the top 10 things to do in this place? And then I'll pick a couple of things that I want to do. So that's kind of like, so, I mean, unless there's like a particular thing in an area that I know I want to do, but other than that, I'm good. You are the queen of extended travel. You get to a place, you have your ticket booked to return. And then two, three weeks later is when you decide to either go to your next destination wherever that tends to be, or to, to, to head back home. So you, you mentioned El Camino de Santiago de Compostela. That's actually the very first trip we took together. How did that even happen? Do you remember? I mean, I remember my version. I'm curious to hear yours. So we worked together and that was, I think, our second time meeting each other. And I had it in my head, like I wanted to go on a trip that summer. You actually already had a trip planned. I had a trip plan and I wanted to travel some more. That's right. So I was going to Greece for a friend's 50th birthday and I wanted to travel more. I was thinking about going to Turkey and there were places that I wanted to go with someone and not by myself. And so I asked you if you wanted to come along, didn't I? But eh, Something along the lines of, yeah, this is what I'm doing. We should go somewhere together, Antonio. That would be so much fun. Now, mind you, listeners, this is actually my second time meeting Jen in a year and a half. And we finished our gig together and stood outside the gig. The gig finished early. Two more hours talking about travel and talking about really places of adventure and things we wanted to do. And because I like to travel and my birthday was around the corner in the next coming months, Jen was like, let's do a trip. Didn't even dawn on me. I'd just done El Camino de Santiago, the last hundred miles, the very first time, the year before. So when she put that in my thinking, I thought, well, wow, where would I want to go? And immediately I wanted to do something with El Camino de Santiago from a different direction. So I proposed it to you, Jen. You did. You got down on your knee and you proposed it to me. <clears throat> and I said, yes. Yes, let's do it. I think I had just heard about it recently. Before that, I'd never heard of it. And I thought, that sounds amazing. And that trip was phenomenal. 
it was it was amazing. I, you you taught me a lot because I actually did plan it out. It was seven days, right? The the walk that we decided to do, and it was from Portugal. It was from Portugal, and because of that planning, we were able to do quite a a, a bit. <laughs> but because of your spontaneity, there was no place to get to. We could actually enjoy the festivals that we encountered along the way and spend time. Do you remember the flower festival? Yes, it was beautiful, but we didn't even know what we were going to stumble upon at all. And it was absolutely gorgeous. And it was, yeah, those are the things that I, I clearly enjoy in adventure and in traveling and just having a very, very, very breathable structure. Cause it really didn't matter if we got to the place that we're going to next at 10 o'clock at night or at six o'clock in the evening, you know, we'll get there and we get there. And that's what I, I got a lot out of that. I, 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 it really dawned on me. There isn't a place to get to there. There's only the moment that we have and we can enjoy it. One of my favorite times was at the flower festival, seeing the parade, seeing the designs around the city and in this particular area with the, the flower, the floral designs. And then hanging out in the park, playing on the merry-go-round, swinging, taking naps in the lawn. I, this, who does this? It, I certainly didn't do it. Jen does it. You do it. You do it. <laughs> really, I do it. And I do it because you created that. So I appreciate that. Thank you. That was a phenomenal moment. And then you said you love people. You have nothing about just going up to anybody and having a conversation. Because of who you are, we had a chance to meet quite a few people. Do you remember any highlights from El Camino de Santiago? Tell us a few. Yeah, you know, there's a couple, but I'm not going to share one in particular. So there was a group of people. <laughs> the person from Poland and the per- Do you remember the group oh, that's of That's right, people? from Poland and Bucharest was, was the young lady from... It was like five people doing El Camino de Santiago themselves. And we ran into them, you know, quite a few times. And we shared, I think, a couple meals together. And we all ended up at at the end. Yeah, at the cathedral. At the same time in the plaza. That is right. And, And they actually, it was a motley group that didn't start together. They all had their own starting points and they happened to, to, meet up and just follow the same path together. Yeah, and we, we joined them on, on a variety of spots and got a chance to really hang out on a, few, on a few occasions. Yeah, that was a highlight. Another highlight for me, we got a chance to meet, let's see, who, who, who did we, there was that, we, we met so many people. Along the way, you're stopping asking people if they would give you water from their houses. <laughs> who does that? Hot. Wasn't it like record? Record breaking that yeah. summer. Yes, yes. Which I loved. And it was hot. <laughs> it was hot. And we dunked ourselves in fountains plenty of times along the way. And I never would have done that. Like, who is sticking their head under some fountain of water that's coming from who knows where? Well, apparently I do. <laughs> and it was great. And we had lots of moments where we were just in the sun that the trek took us through unshaded territory. Who else did we meet? Who else did we meet? I mean, there were so many people that we would just connect with for an hour, a half an hour, whatever, along the way. We met 
was it? She was the the the, the unofficial mayor of this this small little area. It was actually two couples. Was it four or five people? It was a group of people. Yeah, I don't remember the exact amount, but about that, yeah. Yeah, they were fantastic. It was, and it was a detour, another detour that you and I took. We were hungry, and we just decided to go to this place and get lunch. And they showed up, and it was their their hometown. They were fantastic. We have pictures. Maybe I'll post some on on the blog post. That would be great. It was fantastic to be able to to engage with people who lived there. Very warm and welcoming in that area, Galicia is a, a great space, which is north, what is it, northwest Spain. They're very open. So Janet, it's been wonderful going back down memory lane with you and traipsing the light fantastic of travel and passion and freedom. What one sentence would you say could sum up expressing and experiencing passion and freedom through travel? Be present. Be present. And unpack that a little more. Be present causes what or does what? So being present, I have it that you're open to whatever comes up. So you're not already set in what will happen or what is going to happen. It's like literally just going with the flow of what is happening in that moment. In that moment. Wow. Be present to the moment. Be in the now and enjoy going with the flow. Flow with the current of time of what's happening in your space at that moment. I love it. Thank you, Jen Olson, for being who you are. Thank you for being my friend. And thank you for being willing to talk and share just a little bit of yourself with the folks who are listening to this podcast right now. I appreciate you and I'm sure they do too. You've been listening to Freedom Now Travel. Express yourself. Jen shared with us her finger-to-the-wind approach to travel. I talk about my breathable structure and somehow it all seemed to work and the number of adventures that we had together. And El Camino de Santiago, wow. Loved remembering that. She shared how freeing it was simply to be on the journey, not having to rush, not having to get to any place by any specific time. All there was was the moment of now to enjoy. Be on the lookout for next week's Wednesday bonus episode where Jen highlights how walking the last 100 miles of El Camino de Santiago de Compostela brought about life-changing conversations. And then from there to South Africa and Jen's serendipity superpower. This episode is edited by Jonathan Murphy, our current intern from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Thanks, Jonathan. And I'm Antonio Goodwin, your host. Be sure to subscribe. Find us on anchor.fm or on Spotify. Check out the blog where we go in depth about what's being shared in that episode. And by all means, share all this goodness and inspiration with someone you love. I look forward to being with you the next time. Ciao for now.